I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Start to create that relationship because people have already expressed a little interest in you. So you want to make sure that you're expressing interest and thanking them back. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 81. If you're enjoying our podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to use content marketing to supplement your paid traffic. But before we go any further, Jesse, what are you drinking today? I'm just drinking water at the moment, but um, I got some limes and I have some ginger beer. So I'm going to be making a Mm. Moscow mule a little later to enjoy, which I love those drinks. They're just perfect for summer. Got them in copper mugs and everything. Oh, and the copper mugs keep mm-hmm, them so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I think I'm going to have to join you in yeah, on that. Come on over. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we have that important business out of the way, let's dive into our discussion with Haley Denker. Haley Denker has been helping businesses for the past 10 years to refocus their marketing goals and put together a plan to establish real results. Her agency works with each client to create a marketing plan that is custom to their needs and executes them with excitement and passion. She's established a team of hyper-talented marketers who share her drive to leave the supposed to's in the dust and come up with new, fun, and creative content. Today, she's going to talk to us about how to use content marketing to supplement your paid traffic. Haley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk. Mm-hmm. We are excited to have you on the show. Well, the, first off, this is cocktails and content creation. So we must start off with what are you drinking? Well, right now I'm actually drinking a black cat fizz, which is from um, a cool coffee shop down the street for me. And it's like um, espresso, um, orange bitters and tonic water. And it oh sounds God. crazy, but it's so good. I, I think you need to share the name of this coffee shop because I totally need, and I love anything that has to do with cats. So Intelligentsia, it's in Watertown. Um, it's like I used right to by... work in Watertown. Oh, yeah. They have like, they have these cool like coffee cocktails. So I thought it was so appropriate for this morning to grab oh one on my way in. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. Oh my Goodness, I've never heard of this, and now I'm finding out it's actually a pretty big, pretty big thing. It's a chain on the <laughs> West Coast, and they have a couple here. But oh. I also have, you know, my like seltzer and my water. I'm a multi beverage girl, so I have all those. I always have like three cups next to me, and yeah, it's like you're the, the TikTok. Day, you're the TikTok right. where the guy is like coming into the car, like he's the woman with like the bags and like the four mm-hmm. jugs and like <laughs> like the water yep. bottle, the coffee mug, like yep. the smoothie. <laughs> It me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is that is awesome. Well, I'm going to have to check that out the next time I am in the area because yeah. that sounds amazing. As I said, I love anything to do with cats. So um, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Love it. So <laughs> um, obviously I gave like a pretty good intro of like, you know, your high level, but tell us about like your journey and how you got to where you are and, you know, what it is that your agency offers. Cool. Um, I... So I didn't go to school for marketing. I was an English major. Um, I actually started off as a theater major, but transitioned to be an English major. Um, I just loved reading. I loved writing. Um, 
I ended up being a marketing assistant for a restaurant group um, just because I started out with them as a hostess. They had a need. I thought it sounded fun. Um, and the owner of the restaurant told me I had really good instincts for the marketing industry just because I was like coming up with fun ideas in the marketing meetings. And I just loved it. Um, I ended up getting my first big girl marketing job right out from that and um, really dove right into being responsible for a company with 28 locations, having to control and be responsible for all of their marketing. So their PR, their advertising, their marketing, content, events, everything. Um, And I was like 24 and had no idea what I was doing. So I learned a lot. um, Who does at that age? Right, right. But it gave me a really good perspective. And especially in this industry, like, I feel like that's what, that's how you have to learn because what you learned four years ago isn't applicable now. So learning how to figure things out and, and teaching yourself and just paying attention to trends and what's happening and what's fun, um, served me well. I then, um, had my son. So I was just doing some consulting on the side. Um, and then just, just turned into more clients. I couldn't help myself. I really enjoyed it. So I started my company just as a marketing consultant. And then the past couple of years I've pivoted to, um, become an agency. There's nothing I love more than working with other creatives and other marketers. I'm not somebody who's like excited about my own ideas coming to life. I love like my idea sparks someone else's idea, which turns into someone else's idea. And then we have this like collaborative end result. Like to me, that gives me goosebumps. Like, I love that. It's like creationism. It's just the coolest. So I love working with a team. Um, I moved into a new office in January. I'm in Belmont. Um, it's awesome. I have a neon sign with my name on it, which is just very cool. Um, you're so cool. I mean, I know Haley <laughs> personally and like your whole brand is very, is very fun. It's very cool. It's just, it like kind of embodies, like it does embody your personality and you've kind of grown beyond the personal brand, which has been like really interesting to see. But I feel like you've also now like just spread that to like all your team members. Yeah. It's been a very intentional and interesting process, like working on my own brand it gave me such a better um, understanding of what my clients go through. Cause when I have clients come to me, I can just, I can just see what they need to do. I can see what needs to happen. I have all these ideas. I get really excited and we just take off and they're kind of looking at me like, how did you do that? But for my own brand, I'm like, Oh, I get it. This is really hard to do for your own business. Um, and to, you know, extrapolate from your, your personality um, your audience, like how do you create this new identity that is your business that's not solely based off of your personal desires, your audience's personal desires, but that becomes this other thing. Um, it can be really, really hard. So thank you. Uh, yes. No, you've done a fantastic, fantastic job. And so today you're going to talk to us um, about you know, figuring out some of these things that business owners go through as it relates to marketing. And I know as a business owner, it can be really difficult to know what to prioritize. Like, do you do 
this? Like, do, do you focus on blog writing? Do you focus on your social media? Do you maybe run ads? We don't know. But today we're going to talk about like specifically the differences between creating like content marketing and then paid traffic. So I want to just start off really basic. And for those of us that are listening and they're like, well, what is, what's the difference? And so maybe you can just describe to us, like, what's, what's the difference between like organic content marketing and paid traffic? Let's start there. Sure. So paid traffic could be any kind of digital advertising, um, whether you're doing Google ads, um, Facebook or Instagram ads, um, the many different types of Google ads, like there's search retargeting, there's traditional banner ads, um, there's even like geo-targeting if you wanted to target anybody who enters a certain business and then they'll start getting shown your ads. It can be really big brothery. Um, I literally had no idea that's a thing. Is that with your phone? Is that like, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's like a topic for another, that's like we could deep dive into that, but continue. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, so that would be paid advertising. You, you are coming up with an audience that you want to show your advertisements to, whether that's um, for brand awareness, whether you're retargeting them. Um, you want to have some kind of intention behind what you're doing. So are you showing this to a cold ad- uh, audience? Um, so someone who's maybe never heard of you and what you're trying to do is make them more aware of you. Um, are you showing this to people who have already been on your website and you want to keep reminding them that, that you're here and dig down on your messaging? Um, so it's, it's, and it's obviously paid. Um, organic content marketing is um, you're creating and developing content that's interesting to your target audience um, enough so they want to interact with it, do something with it, download it, like it, share it, um, and you're putting it out on free platforms. And you're doing, you, you need to back it up with some kind of engagement. Like if you are um, an Instagram account, for example, and you have no followers and you just put it out there, not going to do much. So there's adding hashtags, there's engaging with other accounts, engaging with other hashtags. Um, there's things you have to do to proactively bring people into your content. Um, both paid ads and content marketing can work together in your like client journey. And that's kind of where I guide my clients on, like, let's figure out where paid can work the best and where content marketing can work the best. Um, you also don't have to do both. You can focus on one and the other or the other and test what works. Um, I've found certain things to be more repeatable and to be more like, usually we use paid to accomplish this goal. And then we bring in content marketing to accomplish these goals. That makes a lot of sense. So, um, What's interesting is that so many people don't understand, I guess. I mean, you just talked about this. Don't understand, like may not understand how, how to get them to work together. And in my situation, it's almost like, like I always thought like, okay, well, I should focus on one or the other, like just focus on one and like, like do, do that, which you said you could do. Um, But how can someone, I guess, you know, without hiring a marketing agency like yourself, which you would like literally be able to do all this, like, let's say you're just starting out as an entrepreneur. How do you decide, like, 
how would you decide like what to do? Um, because doing paid advertising, like I've done it and it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. And it's scary because you want an ROI. And so is there, I don't know if you have any things for them, to, any things to consider if they are looking to do paid traffic, maybe on their own without the help of an agency quite yet. So I think, especially when you're starting, um, when you're starting from scratch, when you're starting from the beginning, when you're launching a brand or you're launching a, a new service or you're opening a new shop, what you really need to do is build your audience. So paid ads can be a great way to build an audience and get brand awareness because you're trying to reach people um, that have never heard of you before. Now, you'll have to really remember that that's your goal. And your goal is then, you know, if your goal is brand awareness, then someone liking your content, win. Someone leaving a comment, win. Someone following you, win. Um, you have to remember that even though you're, let's say you're, I don't know, you're a store, you're a candle shop. Um, you're like, well, I want to sell my candles. I want people to come to my store and sell candles. So first I want people to be aware of my store. So you run some paid ads, you know, with some gorgeous photos and, you know, really exciting copy that's showing your personality and what you can get if you come into the store and you start getting likes and follows, but you're like, but no one's coming into my store. I'd say, well, wait, that wasn't the goal here. The goal here was brand awareness. Your paid ads are trying to build you this audience. So that has to stay the goal. Let's not jump 10 steps ahead yet. Let, let's stay focused and say, cool, these ads are working. They're accomplishing the goal we set out, which was to build brand awareness, if that was your goal. Then we can work in some content marketing. We can say, okay, these people resonated with our candle ads. They all loved the, I've got these like cheetah things behind me. This is wallpaper that's in my bathroom, by the way, my office bathroom. Um, so they loved my cheetah candle and they thought it was so cool. So now that they're on my Instagram, how can I continuously create content to excite and inspire and continue to nurture them to get them to come in? We're not going to use paid ads necessarily here to try to get them to come into the shop. Let's try and do that organically through our content. Let's do something like our curated girl power Spotify playlist. Let's advertise that on our Instagram. And when I say advertise, I mean just like let's post about it on our Instagram. A cute picture of us either like doing a little dance or something in the shop and talk about like the songs we play in the shop and invite them to listen along and download the Spotify playlist. Someone might be like, oh, that's cool. They listen to the song. They're like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, I have to check out the store. They're totally the kind of people I want to go in and shop with. So that's kind of how you can like weave in both. And you're creating a client journey of like, oh my gosh, I'm a bad marketer. I can't think of it. But it's like um, awareness. Um, I should Google it. Like uh, awareness, uh, interest, um, well, you're essentially, you're starting like that funnel. So like the way, I mean, and I love the way that you pointed that out because I've actually never thought of it that way um, with the goals, because I think so many people, including myself, it's like you immediately want like, like a sale 
you immediately want to jump to that sale, whether it's getting them in that shop so they buy something or maybe you're a digital online business and, you know, or you're a coach and you want them to join your program. And I think to your point, if you need, in order to make that sale, it's almost like a, like what comes first, right? In order to make that sale, you need to have an audience. Yeah. So you, and like, some people are probably like, oh, but if I'm going to pay for ads, like I really want to sale, but you got to think longer term than that because like the way you pitched it or not pitched it, but the way you just talked about it was let's get your, your audience and then continue to nurture them through, you know, the online community that you have, whether it's a Instagram page or maybe it's something else. And that then starts that, you know, the whole like sales psychology thing where you have to see something like seven times before you buy it or whatever it is. Um, so I love that. And, um, I did have a follow-up question and I just blanked, but you, now you, you can set up your goal for conversions. You can, you can say, I want to make sales directly from my ads, but it's not as easy. And it does take, it does take more work. So when you were saying like someone brand new starting out, that's kind of how I would, that's how I would formulate it. But you, you can certainly make ads that are designed to get someone to buy now, but again, then you're talking about you need a good. Um, but you still need that audience, right? You still need to know yeah. who that audience is. You to still be able- need a. You still need a funnel. You still you need like a specific landing page. You need a funnel. You might need um, a couple of qu- uh, a couple of qualifying questions so that your um, ads are prioritizing people with high intent to buy. It can start to get more complicated. Um, so. But, but, it, but again, it's, it's doable to run ads. If you're like, I want to run ads that book me calls, book me consult calls. I want to prioritize leads, but coming up with that audience is a lot harder because it's not just any, if you're a business coach, for example, anyone who's interested in business coaches or people who are Facebook page admins, um, how do you know their inner struggles and pain points? And Facebook targeting um, can be, it, it's not what it used to be. We used to be able, we used to have crazy, crazy, scary, crazy data, and we don't anymore. Um, so it can be a lot more difficult. So the way that the way that we look at it and the way that we see budgets being used most effectively is to use ads to kind of create that brand awareness and to use content marketing to then really nurture people down the funnel. So would you use that in brand awareness? Um, I mean, I know if, you know, Facebook has like, okay, if they've interacted with the ad, then you can like retarget eventually for those like, you know, sales down the road. Um, But I would say, I would think, wouldn't you want to get their email address at a minimum? Like that, that brand awareness, you want to somehow get them aware enough to click on something to in return, get at least the email address, right? Get them on that email. And that way you can do what you said, the nurturing through, you know, your email newsletters, you know, get them on, you know, if you're a shop, for example, like what's, what what do you got in the shop? Like you want them to be able to start seeing that those weekly newsletters. Right. So, um, I think that's what you'll, that's what you'll do with content marketing. It can be, I mean, we love, um, one of my team members, Caitlin, she's so great at thinking about these crazy different, um, ideas for content that aren't just like the same old, same old, um, because the the more um, you want your content to be really um, of really high value, um, 
so that you can pull them closer and so that it makes sense. Yeah. So something like, um, like we're in a couple of weeks, we're going to have, um, uh, a Haley Danker marketing quiz, which social media platform are you? Mm. And it's totally like a Buzzfeed quiz. And I it's love really, that idea. But quizzes are so great because it, especially if it like reveals something about you, like, Oh, I want to know what quiz is great for me. Like yeah. that's telling, right? Yeah. Um, so we're doing that and it's, it, it was so much fun to make. We were dying laughing. Um, so that's coming out. And obviously you have to give us your email address before you, um, fill it out. And we have some strategic questions that are going to tell us a little bit something about our audience so that we can then curate the kind of content we deliver to them via our emails. So, Mm. um, what are some other things that we've sent out? Like, um, we'll offer a lot of different guides for things that people struggle with. One thing that we do um, is we help people with like recruitment marketing. There's a lot of industries where their growth is very dependent on them being able to staff whatever mm. whatever industry they're in. So like hairdressers, for example, healthcare. Um, so we've been involved in a lot of recruitment marketing strategies. So we did a webinar. We've done like different guides on how to interpret your um, paid job ads. And we pay attention to the data on the back end. So we're like, oh, who clicked on that? All right, so these people are the ones who are interested in this kind of content. Let's make sure we're serving them with more content like that. And let's not bother the people who aren't interested in that with that kind of content. How else can we segment our email list so that we're giving people exactly what's helpful for them so that they feel really well served and we're bringing them closer and closer into our, like down the funnel and into our circle. Well, they're, they will eventually, when they have a need, think of us. Okay. I love that. Um, so one follow-up question to that, um, because I have a couple of other questions that we want to talk about, but, uh, how do you know, or how, I mean, I, I don't know if you have a right answer because it might literally depend on the business, but how often do you kind of supplement these paid traffic campaigns with your mark, like content marketing campaign? Like, is there like maybe once a quarter you're running a campaign or, or does it just totally vary? Cause I think that's one thing, you know, I know I struggle with, you know, how often should I be like doing a campaign, even if let's, let's even say it's like not even paid campaign. Like how often should you be doing a campaign paid campaign and then supplement it with the organic stuff? um, In my experience with paid campaigns, the longer that you're running them, as long as you're still involved um, looking at the data, making tweaks, the better they're going to perform. Because if we're talking about Facebook or Instagram specifically, they're learning um, Facebook and Instagram and the algorithm is learning what's working. Um, so having an ongoing campaign that you're, that you're, I would even put in your calendar of like every 21 days to kind of go in, look at your data, look at the bottlenecks, where are people falling off or a lot of people clicking on your ad, but not, you know, not following you or a lot of people, um, maybe your, your call to action in your ad is to book a call or people clicking on the ad, getting to your landing page, clicking on book a call, but then not actually booking a call. 
like I would pay, I, I would spend a lot of time really tweaking and addressing your campaign. So I would say, give yourself enough time of having a live paid campaign that you're working on it. Um, because a lot of times people will run a paid campaign and be like, it didn't work. And then think that they just, they don't work. Um, so I would commit to a campaign for as long as you can and continuously tweak it so that you can learn more about your clients, like buying process. Um, but they also, they go really hand in hand. Like sometimes what people forget is if you're, let's say you're running a campaign that's brand awareness and you're getting new followers. Um, don't forget to interact with those followers. If you're getting people who, let's say for, you know, for you, Jesse, for a photography business, if you're getting people from an ad that are starting to follow you, follow them back, look through their profile, DM them, send them a voice note through Instagram being like, oh my gosh, you have a dog. I have a dog. I love them. Just wanted to pop in and say, hi, thanks for following me. Like start to create that relationship because people have already expressed a little interest in you. So you want to make sure that you're expressing interest and thanking them back um, and making sure that they know they belong in the community that you're creating. They belong on your Instagram page. You're happy that they're there. They'll feel more ready to continue to interact with your content. Yeah. I think that's important to remember that once you press publish on that ad and you do start to get, or, or whatever piece of content you put out there and you do start to get that, that reaction, that connection that you don't drop the ball, just be like, Oh, that's nice. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting what I want out of this and just like walk away. Like you really need to follow up with people on things. It's not just like a set it and forget it kind of thing. Right. Now, What's your, um, this show is about making content easier. So we're going to jump over to the content creation side. Like what are some tips that you can share to make content creation easier? Because we know it can be a total time suck. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So we do, it's funny. Like I have a method for creating content for my clients. Can't do it for myself. Try it all the time. Doesn't work. Um, so that method is like we have content pillars and we'll have these content pillars that don't change. Um, they're like important to what we want to accomplish. They tie into our client's marketing strategy. Um, we have those kind of pillars and then we'll go through every quarter. Me and my director of content will go through and we'll kind of just like spitball ideas. We'll talk about, we'll look at what worked from um, the last quarter, what did people really engage in? What are our top performing, you know, was it pictures of people? Was it, um, something value driven? Um, what were people liking versus sharing versus saving? Um, that doesn't work for me when I'm doing it for myself. So I won't pretend that that's, wouldn't be the advice that I give to people working on their own content. Cause it just, I don't know, it's just really hard still. So what I do for myself is I pick one uh, piece of like, uh, like one repeatable medium. So for me, it's my newsletter. I know I'm going to do my newsletter every month and I have kind of like the, the structure, the template of the newsletter. So for us, we have, um, I don't want to say themes, they're kind of concepts that are important to our brand that we talk about all the time. We talk about um, the vibe. I can't believe this is the first time I have said the vibe on this podcast because I swear I talk about the vibe like a hundred times a day. For me, like 
that's at the core of like good marketing is like, Ooh, what's the vibe of their brand? I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like more, like more important, like, cause if you really have a vibe, you can play around with your brand's colors. You can play around with like introducing a different font for the summer. Like you can play around with stuff if your vibe is authentic and consistent and people like get it. So, oh my gosh, now I'm like asking myself, what's my vibe for my brand? And I'm like, oh gosh, I need to do some, I need to, okay. Anyways, you have a vibe. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear. (laughs) So like the vibe, that's, that's one of our like sections of our newsletter, the ritual, um, like there's all these little rituals that like, for me, when I come into my office and I turn on my neon sign, like that lights me up. That's, that's how I start my day. Like that's, that like does something to me to get me into the right frame of mind to be able to come into my office and be creative. So like we talk about, or like making my coffee, we have like a cool, like coffee and tea set up or like, so rituals are important to kind of our brand and our creativity. Um, what else? Trends, um, the vibe rituals, trends. I don't know what the other two are. And these all go into your, like, these are all kind of like concepts that you talk about in your newsletter. Yep. Nice. So every month I know those topics and they're all things that light me up. Like I could talk about any of those for a long time. I can, if you say, Haley, give, would it give me more examples of the ritual? I could talk forever about them. So I know I have these kind of prompts that I can always kind of talk about and relate back to my business. So every month, I go in and it's like, all right, so what are we going to talk about this month for the trends? Um, I think a couple of months ago, we talked about the, the phrase content marketing and content creators and how creating content as a business is very different from those content creator influencers. And they're, they're just different concepts and they have different goals. And it's just, they're, these are terms that are thrown around a lot. Um, So we tried to kind of break down, you know, what's the difference between these two and what are people talking about when they say they're a content creator? And am I a content creator? Not in the same way that an influencer is a content creator. So we talked about that. But so for the newsletter, I'll kind of just brain dump my ideas. And then I'll try to think about like, okay, so, so what are some, what are some creative ways that I can also can, you know, talk about this? So my little brain dump on the idea of like, what is a content creator? Um, I'm like, oh, we could make a cool infographic about that. Or, hey, what if we do a team call and we record it and then we transcribe everything that we talk about? That would be an easy blog. So I go through all my different topics and suddenly I've created a map of content for the next month and a half. And it's not necessarily neat and organized. Like I don't have a blog post every month, but sometimes the content from the newsletter inspires a blog. Sometimes the content in the newsletter inspires a quiz because we're talking about the trends of nostalgia, for example, and how every, like the, the trends of what young girls are wearing right now. I'm like, I swear to God, I wore that at my middle school, like eighth grade semi-formal, like why are girls wearing these chokers again? And, and we talk about that. So then I'm like, Ooh, let's do a Buzzfeed type quiz. So it helps to have that kind of really loose structure for me to create content for my own business. So that's what I would kind of encourage people to do is like, 
Um, what gets you excited? Maybe again, if you're like a fashion brand and you want to sit down and like go through magazines or talk with your team about like, you know, what you're seeing in fashion right now or um, what people are buying the most, or let's talk about like merchandising. What gets you excited to keep talking? Get all of that out and then start to pull out like digestible pieces of content from and be like, oh, we could share this on social. Oh, this would be a fun, you know, checklist how to, we could make a guide and we can promote it on social. We can put it in our email. It'll start to like roll and have a life of its own. Mm, I really like that approach because it's like, it seems like less, I want to say like, where does it sound like less structured than what we've heard before. And yeah. um, in a way, like, I, I feel like you kind of almost take you, you, well, I feel like what would be important for this type of non-structure approach is almost like set aside time just to be creative and like literally think like, okay, I want to talk about this. Like wit, like let's actually have fun with it. And so what could be fun? Like, could it be a quiz? Could it just be like an audio? Could it be a real, like what would be the most fun way to present this topic that we're talking about? And there's so many options this, these days to to do stuff. Like as much as like Jesse and I have, you know, complained about, the fact, oh, now everybody's going to reels and there's TikTok and all this kind of stuff. Like it really, while it can be hard to post in all of the places, it really does give you so many options in terms of how you present your material and where, you know, you, you find your audience. Well, and it takes the whole, like when you said, you know, think about what you'd like to talk about, obviously, you, you know, there's a lot that goes into like Mm -hmm. what type of content is going to resonate with your audience. And we've talked a lot about that that on the show, but then also tying back, well, what do you, what do you like to do? It kind of takes that whole creating content for content's sake yeah. out of the equation and like let's do something that is actually like fun and different and creative and like we are actually like excited to do because sometimes I'll sit down and I'm like dreading the days that I have to create content and it shouldn't be like that like it shouldn't yeah. or I should just hire it out and so I don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> but, well, and that's what that's what, what's going to resonate with your audience is when you show up excited yeah so you're right. so right on that and like what's what sounds more fun? What sounds better? Like, okay, we have to create a reel. Like that's not inspiring or making me think of any ideas. But if you're like, Haley, like, okay, talk about the ritual. I'm like, oh, like, well, I like light my, I like flick my, um, my sign on every morning. Like, oh, I could like, I should create a reel of like my little morning routine of like me coming in, turning the light on, like making my coffee, sitting down. It's, it suddenly doesn't feel that like overwhelm of like, I have to create three reels with this month. What do I do? It, it's kind of turning it on the reverse of like, what am I excited to share about right now? And, oh, that would work really well in this medium. Mm, so mm-hmm. refreshing to hear. Yeah. Well, this, we, we've covered a lot of ground on this and I think our audience is going to be really excited to hear it. Where can people find more about you and your agency? And if you have any, I don't know, if you have anything to offer specifically at all right now. Yeah. Um, definitely find us on Instagram, Haley Danker marketing, um, and join our newsletter. So then you can get the quiz and take the quiz and kind of, you can kind of, you know, now all your listeners will like know my process. So, um, like take a look at the newsletter and, and you'll know like how we created that and how it will inform the rest of our content for, that month and months to follow. So that might be a, a cool experiment. So yeah, um, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds amazing. great. This has been amazing. I've just kind of, I know I've kind of been like a uh, sitting back and just kind of listening in, in terms of the conversation, but it's been so informational. So 
It's got me a lot. Of, it's got me thinking yeah, about a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. Sometimes I just have to step back from interview and they're like, oh, no, totally. And I, I also do, um, I offer like coffee chats because sometimes like marketing is, there's a lot involved. Yeah. It's a lot involved. And, and people, I hate when I hear when people are like, oh, cause I'm like, no, this is when you get to like share and be excited and happy. I want this to be fun for you. And sometimes just talking with somebody about like what you're stuck on will then open the floodgates and you feel creative and inspired again. And then you can go back to doing stuff. So, um, I offer like, you know, I have a couple spots on my calendar every month where people can just like pick my brain and talk to me and be like, I'm so stuck with this. So, um, do you have a link? Do you have a link to your booking calendar? We can include in the show notes. Definitely. I'll link that up. I call them coffee chats. I like it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you Haley so much for being on the show. We'll include all of those links into the show notes. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to chat with us. Thanks. We're actually going to have you, we're going to have you back on for the next show. So we're going to continue our conversation with Haley to get a little bit deeper into a different part of the marketing world. So thank you, Haley. We'll talk with you soon. Talk soon. One thing I think people forget and Haley pointed this out is remembering what the goal is of your marketing efforts. And this includes like paid traffic. And I loved how she's an example of like brand awareness. If the goal is really to just, you know, let's say you are just starting out and maybe you just opened a store and you're just trying to get brand awareness out there that, you know, keeping that goal in mind when you're reviewing your results. So if it's literally just to have someone like your Facebook page or go download um, or give, you know, download whatever is your free thing is, or, you know, just create awareness around that new brand that those are the analytics that you need to be satisfied with. That's a win. Like if it's just to get likes, yeah. that's a win. If it's to get follows, that's a win. Uh, Cause my misconception is like, you know, we always want to invest in paid traffic. That's going to have like a paid result. And that's not always right. the case. Sometimes you have to really start at the basics with the brand awareness, but then supplementing that with your um, integrating that into your content marketing plan, you know? Okay. So now once you have that brand awareness, you need to continue that conversation through yes. not only engaging back with them on social media, but then tying them into your newsletters, making sure that you're paying attention who's who these people are that you can continue to refine the content that you're creating through your blog posts mm-hmm. and additional social media posts and um, all the other ways that you put out regular content. Well, it's such a simple step too. I mean, it can be as simple as re- replying to comments on an Instagram post or, you know, replying to an email that you get back from somebody when you've sent one out, something like that. And well, yes, it, it does take time in the end, that time that you spend as you said, in, engaging with those people that are now engaging with you can really end up paying. Maybe not; it's not paying off right at this second, but down the line, it could really pay off. Right, um, it's part of your larger goal and larger yes, strategy. Part of the big, the big picture. So, um, it's yes, I agree. Something to remember. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation. Cocktails and Content Creation. Uh, are you sure you're not drinking already? Uh, too much caffeine, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram if you're looking for motherhood, fashion, style, travel, whatever. 
kind of stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am drinking a little. At Fashionably Kate and Co. is where you can find me. Mm, and I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Or if you're interested in learning about brand photography, you can follow me at the Brand Photographer Method. Our next episode, we're actually bringing Haley back to talk about, yeah, to talk about how you can use content marketing to promote your next event. So listen in to that when that uh, launches. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.